I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Tuesday, November 5, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What we're going to do here today is get a 30,000 foot view of where we are, how high we think the markets can actually get, what's going to happen, what I think is going to happen over the next few days. We're going to take a look at a lot of different charts. We're going to throw the ball around the horn, but what we're ultimately going to do is we're going to develop a game plan. Everybody needs a game plan. People don't plan to fail, but they do fail to plan. So we're going to put in motion what I think is a good game plan, and it's a what-if scenario. It's an if-then type of situation. If the market does this, then this is the most likely scenario going forward. We're going to take a look at a few stocks. Why? Because you're going to learn something. We'll also take a look at a few charts that we typically don't do each and every day, but today they will be worth doing. Let's reel back and take a snapshot of where we are in the S&P 500. We're high on the chart. We're in the redonkulous. The market has gone up relentlessly. We need a pullback. That doesn't mean one will happen. It doesn't mean one has to happen. But under normal garden variety market conditions, we're not going to get too far away from or extended away from home base. What's home base? The 20 period moving average. Now, we have to keep in mind that home base is creeping higher. So every single day, the price home base is at is going to be higher than the previous day. So what does that do? It basically keeps the market in an uptrend, and it keeps the market from having to come down too far to get to home base. So if we went sideways for a few days, it would give home base a chance to come back up toward or creep up to price or have price creep down towards simultaneously home base so those two things can work together simultaneously the market's typically not going to get too far away from home base could the market just continue to blast higher could we continue on the rocket ride day in day out could we find another gap higher in the morning absolutely we could there's nothing that says we can't until we have a bona fide reversal. Have we seen that yet? No, we haven't. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later. Right now, let's focus on what we do have, not what we don't have. Moving down to an hourly chart, what we do have is another bull flag pattern. So we have a flagpole, and we've basically been consolidating for a couple of days in a flag or bull flag type formation. Under normal garden variety market conditions, we're going to see another move higher. However, what's the caveat? The caveat is the market's been creeping toward the gap. We've been creeping lower. We haven't seen a very, very meaningful or sustainable rally thus far since we had the gap up the other day. Couple of attempts, little bit of an overnight visit to some higher prices in the darkness of night, but during the day, the markets have yet to push higher. Doesn't mean it won't, we're just stating the facts. We're laying out the situation. We have a gap down here. Looks juicy. There's a gap down here too, but that's far away. Let's focus on what's close by, not what's far away. 
if we trade through this gap, if we open up tomorrow morning, meaning Wednesday morning, below this gap, then we could have a gap and go to the downside. That's certainly possible. However, if that doesn't happen, the gap is still in target or in play up until the point when this pattern either fails, meaning collapses, or begins moving higher in the northern direction. Right now, the hourly chart 20-period moving average is essentially holding up price. It's being supportive of price. A little gap down early in the morning can certainly take care of that. It would take care of the gap, and then we would see what the bulls are made of. By the way, here's a little short hop. How did we know that this price would be important today? This price down here, wherever the market stopped, in fact, let's just pick out a low right here, and the low is 306.71. We're going to call it 307 for argument's sake. Here's 307. We blow up the chart. We use a 15-minute chart, and you can see that the market thought that 307 was relatively important. It traded above it. It traded below it. Where does that come from? comes from the important numbers right off the page of Inside the Numbers. 3071 is the ES number. 30710 is the corresponding SPY number. It's not good enough just to have a number on the page. Here's a snippet from the early morning pre-market commentary inside the numbers. Yesterday's low was ES 3072.5 and SPY 306.96. These are our bear bogeys for now. This is about 8 o'clock in the morning I'm putting this up. Getting below and certainly closing hourly below will bring the gap and southern prices discussed last night into play. Here's the three-pillar approach. Think about it for a second. You have the course, you learn the foundation of the market. Lazy e-mini trader. You watch the videos like this every single night and you get continuing education. Every single day, you get the commentary, you get stocks on the move, you get important numbers, you get commentary throughout the day. You have a heartbeat of the market, you have the foundation, you're learning on an ongoing basis, and you have the heartbeat in the palm of your hands every single day. It's the three-pillar approach, it's working for a lot of traders. Let's move on, what else do we have? Let's just go to the middle of the day and look at the 1210 post. The longer the market stays down around the lows, the more likely it is they're setting up to make another push lower. Looking at longer-term charts, the pattern is still bullish. They could simply be working on a pullback in a continuing uptrend. We have to keep this in mind. I'm reminding traders of this during the day. We always have to put everything in perspective. Short-term, the long-term, what's really going on. I don't want to be skewed when I look at a 5, 10, 15-minute chart not realizing what the hourly, the daily, and the in-betweens are doing. There wasn't a whole lot more commentary today. However, stocks on the move, three stocks hit their target today. We had ATHM, Shack, Shake Shack, and Prudential, PRU. Take notice of the entry number one figure, 77.59 for ATHM, SHAK, 67.37, PRU, 90.38. We'll start with Auto Home. So the stock closed yesterday at 89.59. Getting its haircut at the open, we identify the level of 77.59. What happened? At the open, the stock comes right into it, making a low of 77.50, taking off like a rocket. When you take it down to a five-minute chart, you see what happened. Just a few minutes later, 
the stock's making a high of $83.40. You get what you can get out of trades like that. And then let's take notice of something else. The stock comes back in and settles in and around $77.59. Again, could be plus a few pennies, minus a few pennies, but that's the general zone. We do this every single day. We're coming up with important numbers. Sometimes the stocks will hit the numbers, take off immediately and never look back. Other times they hover. Other times we have the wrong number. That does happen. We don't win every single trade. And sometimes back and forth, back and forth, which also goes to show you the numbers are important. By the way, when they go back and forth, back and forth, they are tradable. You can take stuff right out of the course, apply them during the day, and trade these numbers. Shaq, similar routine. Look where the stock closed yesterday. Closing all the way at $84.30, the stock's down 20%, and what do we do? We identify the low. Didn't get a tremendous rocket ride off the number, but we got a positive trade. The high was 68.74. That's not bad from 67.37. That qualifies for a winning trade. Sometimes they're quick. Sometimes they take a while. Sometimes they give you 50 cents. Sometimes they give you five bucks. You never know exactly what the market is going to give you any single day. Here's PRU. This was a fine how do you do. So the stock closes yesterday at 94.67, getting its haircut. It pulls up short and has a rocket ride, and then comes back down. You know how I feel about sloppy seconds. It kept me away from the trade, but didn't necessarily keep the importance of the number away from the trade. 90.38, again, look how far below we went from 90.38. The low was 90.28, so within 10 cents, and the stock has a rocket ride. Look where it is just minutes later, 92.46. Pretty unbelievable. We do this all the time. Curious? This is my own tracking log. It basically has about 250 some odd trades on it. 78.82%. This is not my own personal trades. Obviously, I can't take every single trade. But what these are is all the trades that were put out from Stocks on the Move list since whenever this started. When did this start? March 27th. So from March 27th, and we were doing this before then, but this is when the tracking log started. So from March 27th until today, these are the stocks that hit their trigger or triggered their entry, and it's the result, whether I took the trade or not. I'm not suggesting that everybody's going to have a 78% win rate. You're not. Could be more, could be less. It's just the concept of what I'm putting forth. The concept is it works. Let's keep the ball moving. Now we're on a 120-minute chart of the SPY, and you see the same thing. Basically, the market is just eating time off the clock, may come down and fill the gap, rising moving averages underneath price. This is still bullish just because we're eating time off the clock, and even if they come down to fill the gap, that doesn't make it bearish. It becomes bearish when it becomes bearish. We talked before, I mentioned about a reversal. What's a bona fide reversal? We're going to take a look at something a little bit interesting when we get over to Camp IWM. But right now, in terms of the S&P, there's nothing bearish on the chart. Speaking of which, now we're in Camp IWM. 
So we have somewhat of a tail slash pseudo doji candle on the daily chart in the IWM. The question is, is it meaningful? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. We're going to go through what I see on a variety of different charts, and then we'll make a determination. So we have the candle. Now we look down at the volume, and we see decreasing volume over the last three sessions. So we have this session, yesterday, and today, decreasing volume. So what that tells us is we don't have institutional conviction buying attached to the move higher. That's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. Does the tail candle slash pseudo doji candle mean the market's going to collapse? No, it doesn't. We have the same gap down below. We can certainly come down for a couple of days. There's nothing wrong with that. That would satisfy the tail candle. We would come down and we would say, hey, look, the tail candle worked. Could a trader be short against today's high? Absolutely. As long as you understand the risks. What are the risks? We're going to look at other charts and we're going to see that there are some other risks. Here's the hourly chart. Interesting. Another tail candle. This one on the hourly chart, it's the same high from the daily chart. Obviously, it can be short against this high. But what else do we have? We have to look at both sides of the tape. We are the umpire. We still have a bull flag pattern. You can draw it a variety of different ways just because we have one spike higher to spike through 160, a big fat round number, and then back down, but we stayed in this channel. Is the market going to collapse? Maybe it will. In the big scheme of things, we have a tail candle, but we don't have anything bearish on the chart, and we certainly don't have the volume on the daily chart behind the tail candle. However, on the hourly chart, we did have some standout volume. So the volume on this candle happens to be just short of about 4 million shares. It is significantly higher than the rest of the day. It's of note. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table, but I'm not overly excited or ecstatic about the prospects of this tail candle being a big deal just yet. Getting a similar look, but looking from a 120-minute chart perspective, same routine. If the tail wasn't there, we would just be discussing the fact that it's a bull flag pattern just the same as the SPY. Now, the tail is there, so we have to recognize it. It is a puzzle piece, and it is important until it's not. Who's to say it's not? The IWM and the transports are my two favorite canaries in the coal mine. What's to say we didn't see a top in the IWM today? We don't know that we did. We don't know that we didn't. What I'm doing is laying out the case, telling you what I like, telling you what I don't like. If we saw a high-volume reversal on the daily chart and we finished on the lows, that would be a bona fide reversal. That's what I was discussing before. Those are the type of things that are discussed in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. What are the signs and signals of a trend change? You need to know them all because sometimes we see one, Sometimes we see two, three, or four. The more you see, the better off you are about being correct. Net-net, we have a tail candle in our back pocket. We're aware of the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. What's doing down over at the transportation department? Very far away from home base. That's what's doing down at the transportation department. So two things. A, 
Nothing bearish on this chart. We talked about this pretty much at length last night. We looked at the weekly chart. In fact, we can certainly do it again. Why not? And we talked about the channel. We talked about the attempt, the attempt at breaking out above the top end of this channel that appears what's going on. However, it's a weekly chart. We need to see the weekly close. It's a long week ahead. We're not even halfway home. So it would be garden variety market behavior to pull back for a couple of days, even one day. Fill the gap. Don't fill the gap. Let home base creep up toward price. Let price come down a little bit toward home base. Let them both happen together. Reset the tape. And that's fine. It happens all the time. Come back down below 10,500. Something else is developing. Until and unless that happens, if you look at the weekly chart, we would just be near the top end of said range. Keep it simple. How about the Qs out in Silicon Valley? Anything going on? Down 7 cents. What do we make of that? Nothing. We're in the same place we were yesterday. We had a gap up Monday. We got stuck in the mud on Tuesday. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Nothing new to report. How about the XLF? Nothing terrible, nothing bad, nothing bearish. Again, same routine. It's just far away from home base. It's overbought. There's no measurement for overbought, but that's what other traders will say. So what are we supposed to do with that? It's a tail candle. So what? It's overbought. Can it pull back a little bit? Can it come all the way down to fill the gap? All the way down is still north of 29. There's nothing wrong with the XLF. A lot of space in between the moving averages and price. The moving averages are moving higher. That means each and every day, the moving average price of each moving average will be higher. That's a market that is trending higher. That trend will turn at some point. Until and unless that trend turns and we can identify a sign and signal of a bona fide trend change, it is what it is. We're the umpire. We're calling balls and strikes. It's hard to believe the market is up here. It shouldn't be up here. We could list 42 reasons why the market should be a lot lower. Doesn't matter what you think. Doesn't matter what I think. It matters where price is. Price is the absolute arbiter. The market is correct. 110% of the time. SMH, same routine. High on the chart. Could it be a tail candle? Could it be a sign or a signal of a reversal? It's unlikely we don't have any volume behind it. However, it still could be. There's a gap down below. We could come down a couple of bucks to fill the gap. Is a couple or three bucks a lot on a $130 stock? No, it's not. Just putting it in perspective. It's in an uptrend. Nothing wrong with this market. Until there is. When there is, we'll talk about it. Gold. They took the shine right off gold today, down 26 bucks. You see the two horizontal lines. What do they represent? We talked about the 1432 spot 40 already. That's simply a gap fill. However, that's also an area I would love to purchase gold at. It's one of those spots that we talk about all the time. Markets love to do what? Come back and test former breakout and former breakdown areas. 1432 spot 40, give or take a couple of bucks on either side, qualifies. 1450, 1456 could be it if they stop short. You see this little window here into the gap. The low is 1448 spot 80. Sometimes they'll stop short, turn around and go in the other direction. Here's the weekly chart. 
I'm talking bearish about gold. What happens if this was it? How do you know, or better stated, how do I know this wasn't a bottom and gold's going to go up from here? Maybe the 20-week moving average will hold price. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. We don't know until Friday, so therefore, I'm not going to take a guess. All I'm going to do is tell you the area I'm willing to buy gold. I always get a lot of emails on the GDX. This is the exchange-traded fund, or I should say exchange-traded product. That's a story for another day. Some of these may not have what we believe is actually in there in terms of securities. That's a conspiracy theory for another day. Let's just look at the GDX in terms of price, where it is, where it's going. So check this out. It's below these moving averages here, the 20, the 100, and the 50. It's also essentially making a bear flag pattern or some kind of bearish wedge pattern. Let's just do it like this. This is some kind of bearish wedge pattern that will typically want to work lower in the southern direction. So here's the deal. The longer this does this, the lower it's likely going to go. Today, it looks like it's beating on the door, knocking on the door down at the lower end of this channel. If this breaks down, and it's pretty much breaking down, unless they save it quickly and it recovers up above these moving averages, it's going to head lower. Where's the buy price? Well, here's a gap right here, and this comes in at 24. Can't say whether or not that will or won't be support. We have to see what happens when the time comes. Those are the type of decisions that are made in real time. If it goes sideways for another two weeks and then comes down, may not want 24. Comes down into 24 tomorrow, may buy it with three hands. All trades are not created equal. All gaps are not created equal. Time is more important than price. Where have you heard that before? Where's crude oil headed? How about 58 and a half? I got some questions. What about crude oil? Where's it going? How high can it go? 58 and a half, maybe even 59. Beyond that, it will have to prove itself. There will be overhead resistance up there. Why do I say there's going to be overhead resistance up there? Well, here's the way I'm looking at it. So you had this big spike up. Then you had the reversal the following day. The market came down and tried to stage another rally, but failed. So essentially, this is the breakdown point. Now, is it 59? Is it 59 and a quarter? Is it 57, 92? Doesn't matter. There's a gap here. I picked the number 58 and a half right above the gap. It's not scientific. Sometimes when it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's a duck. Maybe the overhead resistance comes in at 58. Maybe it comes in at 58.74. The point is this. The market spiked up. The market reversed tried to stabilize and couldn't and failed. Now we're coming back to test what? A breakdown area. Where have you seen that before? You want to learn more stuff like this? Go take the course. How about TLT? We're talking about the bond market. We've been pretty adamant that the bond market was a short, a long-term short. As it turns out, it was a long-term short. It remains a long-term short, but you can't just dig your heels in, and stay short forever. You can, but here's what's going to happen. Either they're going to try and rally the bond market from here at this double bottom area. They're teetering right now. If this breaks down, the next logical area is somewhere in this zone. Why is that? Well, here's a 200 period moving average. As time goes on, that's going to creep a little bit higher as it moves over to the right. This was what? 
a breakdown area. There's a gap. Maybe the 200 meets the gap at some point in time. Maybe we come through the gap back down into a little bit deeper into this area. Either way, that's the area where you're likely to get a pretty good rally from. And at the point in which the market, in this case, the TLT or the price of bonds is coming into that price, everybody's going to be extremely negative bonds. Bonds are going to be falling apart. Interest rates are going to be spiking up to the moon. And that's at the point in which I'll likely cover some of the short position in the bond market, potentially all of it, let the market bounce for a while, and then reinstitute the trade. When you look at a weekly chart, this is the reason. This is the same area. It's going to come into this area and somewhere in here, right? Here's a breakup candle low in that zone. Somewhere in there, it's bound to find garden variety chart support. So watch this. You could see this happening. Take notice of these numbers. We go over to the monthly chart, and we talked about the monthly on this before. So here's a huge breakup candle. So what's eventually going to happen? Eventually, they're going to go below, but eventually they're going to come down to do what? To test the low of the breakup candle. Whether or not it holds or not is a different story, but they're coming to do it. So guess what? What's the low? The low is 133.26. So what's the likely scenario? They come below the low. They fight to close the month back above the low or at least make an attempt. So think about it like this. What's below the low? So let's just say here's a number. It's an arbitrary number, 131.48. By the way, this is exactly what I do all day, every day. I play around with stuff, different charts, different numbers, see what makes sense. And then all of a sudden, when the same thing slaps me in the face over and over and over again, it becomes obvious. It becomes a duck. So here's the same 131.48 comes what? Right into that same zone we were talking about. Ironically enough, it's the low of what? Another breakup candle. So if in fact, in the hypothetical scenario, we spiked intra-month below the low of the breakup candle, came down to around 138, 132, split the difference, 131 and a half. This 50 period moving average will be higher at the time. It'll be meeting around where price is in this zone. You could see what's going on. You could see why under normal garden variety market conditions, the market and the TLT, the bond market, is probably going to find support and get a rally away from that area in the northern direction. The media will be extremely bearish bonds at the time. They'll be telling you interest rates are skyrocketing. That's at the time when you cover the short. Now, I don't know if it's going to exactly play out like we just described it. It may, it may not. But I've been doing this a whole hell of a long time. I've seen this stuff happen over and over and over again. You just don't know exactly how it's going to snuggle up in there, but you kind of know it's going to get there. And you kind of know, using the 80-20 rule, when it does get there, there's a pretty high likelihood it's going to get a bounce away in the northern direction from that zone. We'll see what happens when and if. And with that, I'm out of wind. I'm going to pull the ripcord. Before I do that, I'm going to thank you. You're very much appreciated. Without you, these videos are not possible. So I do appreciate each and every one of you. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast... Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.
My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.